At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Even though I said the words hello and welcome, as you're used to hearing on this program, I am not Miranda Morales. Patrick O'Dowd is also not Miranda Morales because Miranda Morales is not here for her own show because it's a big week for her this week. She's got a big move going on and some other stuff too. So she will return next week. So before we go any further... Those of you who are tuning in because you know it's the Wednesday after an IZW event and you want to hear the insider info, we break down the show, we talk about the cool things that happen, all that stuff. I urge you to continue listening because we're going to have a lot of fun, but that will happen next week on the Hashtag Miranda Show when Miranda is back. I almost opened the show by playing a promo from IZW from this week. I was like, no, I should probably save that for next week even though I think it's so fantastic. But I uh, I will save it. Save that for next week on the Hashtag Miranda Show. Instead, you have me, Greg DeMarco, at ChairShotGreg on all of your forms of social media. You still have the website, thechairshot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Follow that at ChairShotMedia. Again, it's sports, it's entertainment, it's sports entertainment, it's thechairshot.com. You have all of those great things, and you even have the wrestling realist himself, Patrick O'Dowd, on the Twitter, at Wrestling Realist. It's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in realist, and there is one in Patrick. For the wrestling realist, Patrick O'Dowd, what is this, like your third appearance on the Hashtag Miranda Show? It's my third appearance on the hat. Yeah, I think maybe second. I think, think, I, think maybe second or third. Um, I don't know if I did. I think I did one when you couldn't. Uh, that was that definitely was you, did, that it happened. wasn't a hashtag Miranda show. That was just chair shot radio or whatever we call no, it. No, we we yeah. I was like we. I know I did. So I've done a couple of. Yeah, you guys I, have I done a few we, of those we, without me. But we we've gotten lambasted by you when we did the Demarco show with without you once and. Well, we that was with Dave. IWC that with was with Dave. Dave. We, we and Dave, Dave, Dave led you astray. You allowed yourself to be led astray, but Dave led you guys astray. 
Uh, but as it is, uh, th- this week, this is the fourth show that I will have been on on Chair Shot this week. Look at you. You got, you got you got me up to like some Ray Cash level. I know. I was about to say, look at you. Doing your best Ray Cash and PC Tony impersonations. So that's right. And and you're. But I'm best. excited. I'm excited about this show today. Darren Mags Kirkby as a uh, impersonation as well. So we appreciate you being here. We appreciate you doing that. Of course, this show um, is, is just one of many on the Chair Shot Radio Network. So get right. out there and listen to all the shows. Like, subscribe, leave us a five star review. All your favorite platforms. I don't remember if I said that stuff. So that's why I'm saying it again. We want you to follow along and have some fun. Patrick has removed the headset and he's scratching his head and and I think he's in pain and I'm a little worried about my best friend Patrick O'Dowd because usually when you like, like now I'm concerned about like, is his brain swelling? Like what just happened? I don't know. No, it's something uncomfortable back there wearing a headset. I like the headset as opposed to the earbuds, but extended wear uh, yeah, it is rough. Things get a li- things get a little. Warm. So you talk about the uh, like. I have a bump on the back of my head, like a small one. Yeah. So last night, being Monday, we recorded this on Tuesday at CrossFit was was heavy squat day. Okay. And and I and and it wasn't designed to to PR, which is you know to have personal record because we were going heavy from the start, and so that's not usually how you PR. But we we did ten rounds of squats. Okay, just just. Five sets of two and then five sets of one. So heavy. On set number nine, I I, I beat my own personal best. Right. I went well from done. squatting 325 to squatting three. I went from three 315 to 335. So I jumped right over it. Had a boy. Had a guy spot me, said, I feel like I can do it. Let's do it. My boy Ken spotted me, got to 335. So then I had one round left. I was like, screw it. Let's try for 345. Right. Threw another 10 pounds on the bar. He's squatting me. You go down to the bottom. And you start to come up and you realize immediately, nope, this ain't happening. Okay. Now, normally when you bail, you chuck the bar off behind you. Oh, well, there's no, a guy back good. there. Yeah. And I could have said something and gotten him out of the way and, and bailed, but I didn't. So I had to go forward. And so I actually caught the bar like on the back of the head and he was super scared. He felt bad. He even mentioned me today. He's like, I feel horrible. I feel like I let you down. I was like, no, dude, you're good. Like it was too heavy. For, for you to, to spot and have to almost lift the whole thing by yourself and it just wasn't going to work. And so, yeah, a little, little bit achy. It's like, it feels like a bruise, but it's going to be okay. It's not anything too bad. I'm not going into concussion protocol or anything like that. So, but I, I was feeling it more than I normally would today, especially in that spot. But when you were holding the back of your head, I was like, yeah, it just kind of struck me as like, Ooh, what's going nah, on? Just, no, no, uh, no bumps, no bumps, just good sweaty ears. That's understandable. That's understandable. So we are going to talk, it is the hashtag Miranda show. And what I wanted to do was stay true to the typical realm of topics that we stay within on the hashtag Miranda show. And sometimes that is TNA slash impact wrestling. And so Patrick O'Dowd and I are going to go take a little bit of a trip down memory lane with TNA impact wrestling today in the stuff that we do. But before we do that, we got to sell some t-shirts. Now, Patrick O'Dowd, I did the t-shirt stuff during the Greg DeMarco show. I think you should do it during the hashtag Miranda show. Fair enough. Um, are you still going to wind it up? I mean, if you tell me to wind it up, I'll wind it up. Well, then, Greg, I suppose you should just go ahead and wait a minute. Wait for it. Wind 
へえああ All right, and following that lackluster wind it up, I am going to remind you all that if you love the content that we put out at thechairshot.com, to head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot and invest in one of our many, many shirt options out there for you. Shirts like the Bandwagon Nerd shirt that I'm wearing right here right now. Shirts like Everybody Hates Craig. Shirts like Baron Corbin Sucks. Probably the shirt that I'm going to buy next when I take advantage of the Black Friday sale that started today that Greg informed me on the Greg DeMarco show has no promo code because he was making fun of me because I was talking about there's going to be a promo code, but there's no promo code. You just go to the site and you're going to get at least 20% off if you spend 20 bucks. And you do that by buying one shirt. And if you want to feel fancy, feel all soft and good on your giblets, like I like to say on the other shows, then spend a few dollars more Get it soft style. That's what I did with the bandwagon nerd shirt. And I'm never going back. That's right. You heard it, Greg. Never going back. So once again, that site is prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. We thank you for your listenership and your support. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code chairshot. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. So we're going to have some fun today and, and, and talked about the topic of, of TNA Impact Wrestling. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a little trip down memory lane, an, an ad hoc trip down memory lane. And we're going to talk about, in, in the entire history of the organization, whether it's NWA TNA, whether it's TNA, whether it's Impact Wrestling, we're going to talk about our five favorite things that have ever happened, ever taken place, five favorite elements, whatever it may be, of TNA Impact Wrestling. And there's two things we have to explain about that. Number one, the format of how we rank these, these, these top five things. And number two, exactly what top five things entails and why I keep using that phrase. So Patrick O'Dowd, why don't you explain to everybody the format because then we're literally stealing it from how you guys do your top tens or top whatevers on bandwagon nerds. Absolutely. So Greg and I both put together, as he said, a top five list with five being our lowest ranked one being our top rank things about TNA. And we are going to basically take turns on a rotation naming our, our number five uh, thing. And the basically the only real rule is, is after we name our, our five, we'll talk about whatever it is, um, unless one of us has the same thing higher on their list. So, for example, say I have, um, I'll use something that I, that, that has nothing that I'm sure nobody um, cares about. Uh, I have. Dixie Carter talking on a microphone as my number five, but Greg's like, Oh, nope. I got it higher on my list. We pause talking about Dixie Carter talking on a microphone until we get to that spot in Greg's list. And that's when we discuss it because it saves us some time. Um, And that, and that's pretty much it. I'm assuming Greg will sprinkle in a commercial here and there somewhere. Um, Just to kind of break the monotony, but probably after the two, probably between the twos and threes. There you go. Makes so, sense. 
Stands to reason. Right. Makes sense. So I want to talk about what it means by top five things. It means anything. Maybe you had a specific match that you loved. Maybe you had a specific personality you loved. Maybe you had a specific commentator event. It doesn't matter because wrestling is more than the matches. Wrestling is a lot more than the matches. Wrestling is about the stories. Wrestling is about the environment. Wrestling is about the just just everything that's created in this magical world when a, when a company puts their stuff together. And for me, I think that that I don't want to limit us to any one thing. And what's important to one person may not be important to another. So I feel like we have a lot more personality involved. We get to pick what those things are. So that's why we're going to do our top five things as we go down the list. Now, Patrick, are, are we snake drafting it? And if so, what is the order? That's so. Well, we always determine the we always determine the draft order randomly, despite what what the guys will tell you. Uh, and we do snake draft it. So it would be like whoever has whoever gives their number five, then the person who does number their number five would then do like second would do their number four. So if I go first and get my number five and then you give your number five, then immediately after you do number five, you do your number four. So we kind of trade off that way. That way it's not, it takes away a little bit of the redundancy. It might be a little strange with two folks, but now um, nah, we can do it. it. That's, that's what, that's what we've done. Okay. That's so then you, Patrick or Dow can go first with your number Absolutely. five. And we'll take it, take it down that way. So again, top five things in the entire history of TNA Impact Wrestling. Patrick Dowd, number five. And you're going to find this funny because this is a deep dive early, and it's probably so Patrick O'Dowd that this would be one of my five things. But it's literally the day I discovered TNA. I can't remember the name of the sports station that it used to run on. It's like Fox Sports. Fox something. Sports Net. Yep. That that's what it's Fox Sports Net. I was flipping through the channels and saw Kevin Nash on the screen cutting a promo. I was like, "What the hell is Kevin Nash doing?" And I'm like, "What is like?" I had no idea what TNA was. Uh, and so he cuts this promo, and they went to a match, and it wasn't. It was the setup of the match that it had like. The it, it was like the sport looking strip uh-huh. of information at the bottom with the timer for the time limit of the match. So they would be like, This is a 10 minute time limit. And, and like, it didn't even. The, the funny thing is, people talk about the six sided ring. That's not what clicked for me. I was like, Wow, they kind of were treating this like a sport. And it's like, This look, I kind of like this. And literally was what got me interested and invested in TNA. And I was kind of disappointed. When TNA went back to its like online format for a little while before coming back uh, on television, and that 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 went away, like that it left when it left Fox Sports Net, that that disappeared because I loved that element to it, and it actually hold held the wrestlers accountable to that time limit. Like you know, the the, the referee of, is of course your timekeeper, like the true timekeeper. We if you want to hear about right. the importance of a referee, listen to the Demarco show. But um, oh yeah. But like to see the countdown and the timer, that was just this whole other element. I thought it was really unique and cool, and I loved it. And was sad that it went away. There you go. So, so, so your number five. Now, you kind of said it was a timer at the end. So, good thing the timer wasn't on my list, because by the time I would have realized and interrupted you, it would have been hard. But the timer not on my list. My number five, and I kept changing my order. My number five, Patrick Goddard, just in case on your list, is Broken Matt Hardy. Nope. 
Okay. So I, and Broken Matt Hardy is, might be the most recent of the things on my list. I'm not sure. But uh, one of them kind of spans a little bit of a longer period of time. But Broken Matt Hardy being on my list because that's, Broken Matt Hardy has existed in TNA. It's existed in WWE. As Woken Matt has existed in AEW. It only ever worked in TNA. Very impact wrestling at the time. Like, and, and because it was just absurd enough to work in that environment. And it's probably the best work he's ever done in his career. Although Big Money Matt was actually pretty good. And, and even the Hardy Family Office, which is basically Big Money Matt now in AEW, uh, works because when Matt's not wrestling, he's at his best because no one wants to see Matt Hardy wrestle in 2021. But broken Matt Hardy and, and, and the way they could do things in TNA, because you can get away with a lot of stuff in that company you can't get away with elsewhere. That was just, it was so absurd. And wrestling by nature is absurd. And should be absurd because again, it's 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 scripted fighting. Um, so so just take it from there and and run in any direction with it. But broken Matt, like like the character, like everything he put into it, the the stuff at at, at his the Hardy complex, like it all was just so great. Like involving brother Nero and and brother Nero, I knew you would come. Like everything they did. And, and delete, like it just recently stopped, but delete was a thing for so long. Like when he showed up at WrestleMania 33, walking down the ramp, once you got the initial pop out of the way for the music, everybody was chanting delete. And so he had to do the delete, you know, gimmick and, and delete. And, and again, because like, like to eliminate somebody and to, to do that using the phrase delete, like to actually delete them, like that's just absurd in itself again. And, and his just whole, I will delete you, like, like Broken Matt was a stroke of genius that I don't think, I hope he never does it again unless he for some reason goes back to Impact Wrestling because I don't think it would ever work. Any, and, even, and when he did it in Impact Wrestling, they were doing it in front of actual crowds, not studio crowds. And, and, and so I think that it, in the modern day, it couldn't even work, but... Broken Matt was was lightning in a bottle and and damn good for the time period that it occupied. Excellent, excellent choice for your number five. Yeah, now and obviously you can have opinions on that too. I know I didn't have any opinions on that. No, no, I, I, you know, um, Senior Benjamin, um, yes, just his actual landscaper. Yeah. Like, right. The the thing, it was just, it was, you're, you kind of hit on all it. Like Reby playing the piano, King Maxwell, like, like where that came from. And I remember being like, what am I, I don't understand what I'm seeing, but I really like what I'm seeing. And to, to have him pull that off the way that he did was, was just you would if you'd have, if you'd have pitched it to me, I would have said no way, yeah, no way this is gonna work. Get get out of get out of my office. <laughs> um, like thank God that he was just kind of given carte blanche to do whatever he yeah, wanted, had to and, be. And, and that it because it worked and it worked really well. And, and but you mentioned the WrestleMania moment, which was the thing I was going to point out is that it carried. It did. Um, and they tried. For, for, they for tried that. to yep. do Woken Matt. They gave it a it shot. It didn't work. And and it could literally have worked in two places. Lucha Underground and Impact right. Wrestling. And Lucha Underground yep. was, was done by then. So even if it, it was is, still if it, even if it was it still on six air. six feet underground. Even if it was right. still on air, I don't remember. Time-wise, it might have still been being broadcast, but it, it had been long taped. So that was it. So then I would be doing my number four now, correct, as we snake draft this? 
Correct. My number four as a whole is the knockouts division. See, now I wondered if you were going to put the knockouts division on there. I left the knockouts division off of my list. Okay. Because for everything that, and, and I often give, and people argue with me, that, that Nikki Bella it was the one who started the Divas Revolution, which became the Women's Evolution. And if you go back and look, she has, was the first one to speak out about it. But TNA with the knockouts division was doing great things for women's wrestling. Now, okay, some of it wasn't great. Let's be honest. And they did name them all after strippers. But they <laughs> were putting on, putting women's wrestling into focus in a showcase that other companies weren't for far longer than anybody else was. So that's why my number four in, in the history of TNA and Impact Wrestling is the knockouts division. And it paved the way. Like you look at Gail Kim, who, who is their Hall of Famer now, but also had an amazing career in WWE. And, and they launched the career of Awesome Kong. Like there are so many things that knockouts division is responsible for. And, and they did it right. And, and they, they leaned into it and it worked and they, they still have it. They, they still call it the knockouts division now. And it was a place for Deanna Parazzo to go when she left WWE or when she was released. So it really worked out. So Patrick, my number four is the knockouts division. One of the most memorable matches from the lone TNA pay-per-view I ever attended was was a knockouts, no holds barred, like street fight. I was it Taryn Terrell was involved yeah. in her. Yeah. And probably and um, I think Gail Kim. And yeah, and they and they brought everything. Like they went hard in that match and like the crowd was all for it. That it's crazy awesome. to think that in my life I've been to two TNA pay per views live. <laughs> like that's yeah. just I went to Bound for Glory when it was here in Arizona. And then uh, I went to yeah, anniversary yeah. with you. Anniversary. That's what I, that's what we went. Um, yes. Me, you, and not we, Chad Perry. Yes. Me, you, and not Chad Perry. My good friend Cornelius took his place happily. No, Chad. So, was, you, I think we had four tickets. Oh, you're right. Yeah. And Chad, because yeah, we took the picture Chad of the empty seat. <laughs> we did. We Chad claimed you never committed, even though he did. Anyway. Um, just funny. Cause we were about to take it. Uh, but yeah, like they really, they took women, they, they take women seriously, uh, and took women seriously long before a lot of, you know, any of the other bigger companies did. And, and you could still argue in some regards that some of the big companies still don't take them seriously. So, um, you can't deny that. And you talked about Gail Kim, you talked about awesome call, you know, Mickey James had a, had a great resurgence, a couple runs, um, currently, having a good run uh, back in, back in impact and, and doing, and doing good things there as well. So yeah, hard to, hard to deny the impacts, the, uh, the knockout division for TNA impact wrestling, all that. All right. So then we now need to go to your number four. My number four is bloody Samoa Joe and anybody who it's, it's, to me, it's like the most iconic image from that era of, of TNA wrestling of Samoa Joe in his confrontation with Kurt Angle, takes a headbutt, comes, comes, gets, looks like he's been wiped out by Angle. Angle is celebrating, and Joe rises up behind Kurt, blood pouring down his face in one of the just most bosses, badass looking image. And if you want to talk, like just talking about 
the potential the potential that that encounter and feud had is still gives me chills today because it was intense that moment and I, I unfortunately it's one of those things where that moment like it was all downhill from there <laughs> like that was such a great moment that it was so tough to like follow that out but that burned in my head people have it as their avatars to this yeah. day uh out there like it's you it's it was you always talked about potential the potential in that in what that could have been what was was just off the charts and that moment created that so that's yeah that's my number four all right so there you go number four uh now you get to do number three the uh, AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, Samoa Joe trilogies of triple. Uh, uh, I have to stop you. Matches. Oh, higher on Greg's list. It is. It is actually higher on my list. I didn't know if that was going to happen or not, but but here we are. You'll, you'll see. A, you'll see a theme. <laughs> you will see, see a theme. You're you're exactly right. You will in fact see a theme. So that means we got to go to my number three, and and I laughed as you were. Uh, talking about this earlier because my number three as a whole is Dixie Carter. Okay. My number three is Dixie <laughs> Carter. Irony. Because I know, right? Not Dixie Carter in the microphone, just Dixie Carter in general. And when you were giving that example earlier, I just laughed um, because it, it's just – because Dixie Carter, she loved this company. She loved yes. TNA, like was such a champion for TNA. And – and again, was kind of a person that people came around on. Like when she showed up on the Kurt Angle documentary on the WWE Network, people were kind of happy about that, right? They liked seeing Dixie Carter again. And even though Panda Energy didn't love TNA as much as Dixie Carter did, uh, she loved it and she did everything she could um, to, to keep that thing going for as long as she could before the whole Billy Corgan thing happened and before Jeff Jarrett, like somehow Jeff Jarrett figured out a way to sell TNA to Dixie Carter twice. That's, I don't even know how how he pulled that off, but... Um, greatest worker in the history of the business, but it's, it's, it's just the things that she did. And, and I mean, she went through a table, like she took a bully Ray power bomb through a table as part of a storyline and what she got written out. But I, and I think, uh, the, the part of the reason why is because I, in 2011, I went to Bound for glory and took my son and we went, uh, we got tickets and it was here at the Grand Canyon University Arena, small arena here. Um, and I remember tweeting about it, about going to the event and not tagging anybody in the tweet and getting a DM from Dixie Carter that was like, hope to see you at the show. Hope you guys have a great time. Like, Aww. like didn't. I was following her because she DM me. But um, I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. And like getting random interactions like that and just hearing the stories, like little things, like when Bruce Pritchard talks about that Bound for Glory when they did the Hall of Fame ceremony there and they charged everyone for their food at the Hall of Fame ceremony, like all the wrestlers and everybody got charged for the food they ate. And that's why Bruce Pritchard yep. didn't eat the food. Um, they, they took it out <laughs> of their checks, like 40 bucks for a plate of food. Like it's just insane, the stuff that happened and she thought it was okay. But it's, it's, you know, and so relevant that Jacksonville Dixie became a phrase for Tony Khan. Like again, right. Jacksonville Dixie is not an insult if Dixie Carter wasn't still relevant in the world of pro wrestling. And and I don't know 
again, AJ Styles is having an amazing career in WWE. When you're out of ideas for AJ Styles, and how could you be out of ideas for somebody as talented as AJ Styles? I mean, he's been with almost for, you know, almost a year at this point. Bring in Dixie Carter. Like somehow <laughs> find a way. Bring in Dixie Carter. I think at this point, kind of how people came around on John Cena, Roman Reigns, Sheamus talked about it on the Greg DeMarco show. I think people would love it. And I think they would eat it up if Dixie Carter got involved in a WWE storyline with AJ Styles at this point in time. I think they would love it. But for me, you can't have the history of TNA without Dixie Carter. Granted, you can't have it with like a Jeff Jarrett, and he's not on my list. But I, right. but when, when, when we came up with these lists quickly, um, Dixie Carter was one of the big things. And I think we should come up with them quickly because that's how things stand out. Dixie Carter was a big thing that stood out for me. The other thing that I think is really interesting is regardless of how people felt she was as a business person within the business, I don't know that there's very many people who have a bad thing to say about her. Like as a person, as a, as a like, you know, anybody I've ever heard of talk about their experience. No, they usually preface well, insulting her with the fact that she's a great person. Right. Well, and not denying that she really did care about like her, 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 her wrestlers and her company. Um, for better, or for worse. So, yeah, I, I've never gotten anything but a but a positive impression about her as a person. Yeah. Management style, be damned. Exactly, you know, I agree. Just, you know, so before before we go to my number two, we are going yep. to go to a commercial break. As we said, we would do it between two and three, and then we'll come back with my number two, which is discussing something that Patrick O'Dowd already brought up. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Because Patrick O'Dowd, my number two is the series of matches, the feud, the, the rare three-way feud between AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, and your favorite wrestler in the history of pro wrestling, the fallen angel Christopher Daniels. So it was first on it was on your list first. So I'll let you start talking about this trilogy of matches in this feud. I, I, so it's it's even just hard to to define where to to really say where to begin, other than 
there, 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 there are certain competitors when they're in the ring together or wrestlers, when they're in the ring together, it's just always magic and, and well done. Like the familiarity is so much that they, you, it's clear they know what the guy is going to do before they even know they're going to do it. And you saw it at, like, you saw it out of Bret Hart and Steve Austin. Like, oh, those two guys, their chemistry was just ridiculous together. AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, and Smojo through years in in independent promotions all, all over the country, all over the world. It was just always there. And TNA embraced that with the three of them in the ring on more than one occasion with just banger matches. And like, like if 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 you were to give me if you were to say pick 10 matches. To, that you have to watch a TNA, like every one of those triple threat matches that they did, just yeah. put it on the list. Like they're all ridiculously good and they're all unique. Like that's the other thing is they're not, it's not like they just did the same, like, yeah, they got their shit in, but it's all done in different ways. The mat, the, how they get to where they get is done in different ways. It's they're innovative. They're beautiful. They're wonderful. Uh, and you should not consider yourself a fan of the company. If you haven't watched all three, like all of their matches. And what's funny is, is two of those three matches main evented pay-per-views for the right. company. One of them main evented, the first one main evented a pay-per-view when it was for the X division championship, the ultimate right. X match didn't main event a pay-per-view. And then the final encounter in TNA was for the TNA world heavyweight championship and main evented a pay-per-view. They actually had a fourth match in one PW overseas. And the only reason why that match is important is because Samoa Joe won. And, if you count that match and they were all tied at one win apiece going into the fourth encounter, but within TNA, they had three and yeah, that trilogy of matches is, is insane. Um, it, it really kind of helped cement TNA with that hardcore audience that they had in the beginning. AJ Styles was already a megastar, but uh, you know, that was again, right. what eight years before he did the last encounter was eight years before he debuted in, in WWE. Um, which is also interesting. This this took place over a period of like four years. The these matches did, um, or three years. I think the first one was in two thousand six. The last was in two thousand nine. So yeah, three years. And and just again, it's a, it's a huge part of their history and something that, I mean, that alone is worth you know WWE someday buying the tape library just to have matches like right. that uh, to put on put on the old old network there on the old Peacock. But yeah, the, the matches were insane. Three of the most uniquely talented individuals in the entire world. Uh, and, and Samoa Joe, like, like physically didn't fit the X division, but just made sense in the X division. And eventually in, right. in the world title right. division of the three, you know, Christopher Daniels being the only one who never held the impact wrestling world championship. And, and maybe that's still a possibility someday down the road. You just never know. Um, I hope so. He did get that ring of honor world title run, but that was it. And, and, and just seeing these three together, like, yeah, I could pull up any one of these matches now and watch it in its entirety and be crazy entertained. So very, very good choice. And that's why it, it might end up being the only thing that's on both of our lists. So Patrick O'Dowd, we are now up to your number two on the top five things about TNA impact wrestling. Uh, my number two is the ultimate X match. So not the X division, but the ultimate X match. And if for no other reason that it is uniquely TNA and impact and it and is completely theirs for the most part. Um, yeah. It's well, like, to me, 
when I think of things they can hang their hat on, that's that's one of the ones I look like. Not a six-sided ring, not a, a pay-per-view full of, of steel cage matches. But watching various, you know, whether you want to call them X-Division wrestlers, cruiserweights, whatever, flyers, guys of balance, that that apparatus just looks like it looks cool and unique with the ropes crisscrossed, obviously with an X, whether there's a briefcase hanging from the thing, whether there's a title belt there, whether there's just an X and it's a match where they're just fighting for the X. Like that was the, like, that was their, la- that should have just always been their ladder match. Like yeah. in my opinion, in the X, like they should have always just, they should never have had ladder matches. They should have always been ultimate X and, you know, watching, like Elix Skipper, which you know, I, I didn't even like you. You want to talk about rem- memorable moments? Everybody talks about his run on the cage, but like he did some crazy shit on, on the X, uh, on the big crisscrossing ropes, um, in the Ultimate X match. Um, it was, it's just, it's always exciting. It was always innovative, high flying, and really was something that when felt special for a really long time for, for TNA. When that match happened, you knew it was it was going to be a, a good one, a big deal. And here's the crazy thing about it, and I had to do some research just to make sure. Two days ago, it was announced that it, they're hard to kill a pay per view in, in in Texas coming up, uh, I believe in January. It will be the first time in the history of the company that there is a women's Ultimate X match. And really? I was trying to find out if there ever had been one because I don't remember there being one. Yep, and what they it, it's it's the first ever. Women's Ultimate X match, knockouts, excuse me, knockouts Ultimate X match, and that will be for a cha- basically the winner will will get a uh, an impact or a knockouts World Championship match is what that'll be for. But good on them for doing that. And and right, being, right, yeah. you know Dixie was always a big champion in the knockouts division. They continue to follow suit. That knockouts division, along with the X division championship, has transcended every iteration of TNA. And I think it's amazing that they're doing this. And I love that they're doing a women's ultimate X, ultimate X match. It's about time. And I think it's going to be great. And, and I'm excited about it. But yeah, you're right. Like that's the signature, not the King of the mountain, not any of that other stuff, but that that's the signature match of, of TNA impact wrestling is the ultimate X match. And thank goodness it's still around and hasn't gone, you know, the way of the Dodo, the way some stipulation matches do, because right. that's just absolutely phenomenal. Great call by you to include the ultimate X match. Patrick O'Dowd, it is time for your number one, the last opportunity for us to overlap. My gut instinct is it's not going to happen, but time no, for not your even close. number one. My number one is a wrestler. Okay. My number one, my number one is Christopher Daniels. That makes sense. Because I had never heard of Christopher Daniels until on that same program that I described where I ran into Kevin Nash. The guy who had the first match right after that Kevin Nash promo was Christopher Daniels in the full priest fallen angel gimmick. And I remember loving the look and then watching him perform. And we talked about this. Like it's rare to watch a guy work and, and and for the longest time be like, this guy doesn't make mistakes in the ring. Like, he he was just he was smooth. He was he protected his opponent. He he never he still doesn't miss a beat. That man's like seven hundred years mm-hmm. old, and one you wouldn't know it. 
you wouldn't know that he was, you know, 10 years older than me or whatever. He's not 10 years older than me, but he's pretty damn close. Um, and, and he could just, he could just flat out go. And if he was, you know, six inches taller, good Lord, where, where would he be now? Um, because he was, he could do, he could do, he could work with anyone. He could work with big guys. He could work with little guys. He, you know, he could work submission. He could high fly, you know, he had the best moonsault ever. He had, he just, everything, angels wings did the whole deal. And then because of that, because of Christopher Daniel Daniels, and because of getting into him at an impact, it brought me into following ring of honor. It brought me into following his career right up until he started working with AEW and like I watched him in AEW a couple of times. I've seen him now crop up an impact again and I get to continue to watch him. It's the reason like never been more nervous for any interview ever than when you finally, when, when you got him on our show and we interviewed him twice. Um, but I, I felt like I was going to be Chris Farley interviewing Paul McCartney, like trying to talk to him. Like, you remember that one time you, uh, you wrestled Samoa Joe at uh, in Ring of Honor and finally beat him. That was awesome. That was like awesome. I I love him. I love his personality. Uh, I you know I love I love his work with Kazarian. A hell of a promo. He has been a chameleon. He has uh, 